Just real quick, it's the news. According to me. Good Wednesday morning, September 20th. September is rapidly coming to an end. It's 7.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2023, Wednesday, September 20th. And this is the news, according to me. Yeah, your host with the most chai in his cup right now. We have, I have, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know if there's any place else on the internet where you can find a podcast where someone is drinking chai. I don't know. Well, or they make a big deal out of it. There might be somebody who's drinking it, but they won't tell you. I tell you all about it. It's vanilla chai with Cinnabon Kramer. Today I have a backup cup of nothing but sweet tea. It's made by my home, my home brew. And it's good. Yes, it's always good. It has the right amount of sugar, the right amount of flavor. Yeah. Yeah, just that, that's, that's what makes it sweet. It's just a sweet home Indiana tea. I have, uh, it's going to be a quick show. I don't have a whole lot of time this morning. I have to, I have to get off to, I have to take off for Dallas in a little bit. But I have, uh, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got some things going on. Um, uh, boy, um, it's going to be a stressful day. However, the, the uh, a couple of things I do want to talk about. There, I, I guess NBC now because of this interview they did with Trump is is they're, they're they're under the gun from other organizations, other pundits and news or places that are all. You should never give Trump a platform. You shouldn't give Trump a platform. You're giving him credibility by interviewing him, treating him like a candidate for for president. These people are. The the derangement that is there is sometimes so obvious, and yet it amazes me that they can't see it. Now, this is uh, very typical of people who are not self aware, and I, and I have I, I I understand that they they have no they cannot see things objectively right now. And I think if there's, if there's a dividing line philosophically, philosophically, or just in terms of character between the left and the right, the, conserv- the true conservatives and the establishment or the, the left wing of the parties. And I say that carefully because there are some people that I think are, would be considered Democrats who are, are not the they're not in the tank. They're, 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 they're kind of like that person who's trying to get on a boat who's got one foot on the boat and one foot on the dock. They haven't committed to either side. You know you, where you usually end up at that point. And you, know, you, have, to, you have to commit. I, when I get on my boat, I have to, I'm either on the dock or I'm on the boat, and I have to commit to one or the other. I don't stand there with my feet on both sides wondering which, which way it's going to go. Because as you're standing there, you're going to push the boat away from the dock or it's going to go away from the dock. And then now you're, you're going to end up in the water. <clears throat> so I, I think that there's 
there's some Democrats out there who don't like where the party's going, but they don't know where else to go because they just they're so mesmerized by this idea that the Republicans are a problem. Oh, sure. Now I get an email. Somebody wants me to do some voiceover work for them. Why don't they just take my podcast? They can listen to all my podcasts and just pick out the words they want, put them in the right order. And then they'll, they'll have their stuff. That's, that's what's happening here, folks. That's, AI will eventually do that for you. And they will, they will be able to make composites from supercomputers will be able – they're already doing that, by the way, um, with, with some of this uh, fake – what is it called? The, the, the uh, deep fake stuff. They're able to take a person's voice and, and create a sentence with you know, everything that they've said with words and phrases and then use their, their a picture of themselves to, to, you know, all the video that's out there. It's, 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 it's happening. It's, it's, if you think it's, oh, that's, they can't get any better. Oh, they don't blink. What, 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 what do you, where do you think it's going to go? I mean, 10 years ago, this wouldn't have even been, you know, it would have looked like a cartoon character. Now it looks pretty real. You have to really watch. Or is it going to be another 10 years? You won't be able to tell the difference. And the only way you're going to tell the difference is if you have some kind of detection software. And of course, they're going to have some kind of way of creating it that detection software doesn't work. We will live in a phony world where the masses will be scared because of they're going to put things, they're going to have a, a person like Donald Trump standing there with saying all kinds of things with a Hitler mustache. It's just, and there's no end to what these people are willing to do. Like, like I have said for a long time, the end justifies the means with these people. That's their only, that's their only character. That's their, that's their only uh, operational thing. Power at any cost. And they have to drum themselves up to believing that they are the virtuous ones. Now this, this is, this is how ridiculous, Howard Stern of all people, Howard Stern if you recall back in the day when he was younger, how he was, why he was the way he is, how he got popular, it's because of the, the lewd and crude and ridiculous things he would do on his, at a radio program. And then it became, of course, he got censored and then he became even more popular and then he got on satellite or whatever it was. And then he, then he became, then he had his own show on cable. This guy, and now he, he's the virtuous one. He's calling out Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Bobbert, Bobert, Bobert. It, like, oh, she's wearing clothes that a stripper wouldn't wear. Well, yeah, strippers don't wear clothes. I, what's the point? What's the point? Of it? So it's, it's just a... Uh, What, you know, what have we come to here to the point where – now, if this would have been a, a Democrat, first of all, you, you never would have heard about it. I guarantee you Democrats do this kind of stuff all the time. But they don't get called out on stuff. How in the world somebody got the surveillance footage, you know, how the news media got the, got the surveillance footage, I don't know. That's the, again, this, this comes down to how do we, how do we get this stuff? How, how, I question how they got – Joe Biden's voicemails. How did that happen? 
I, I, I don't care which side of the fence you're on. I'm asking questions about that kind of stuff. That's, that's just weird. Now, of course, the text messages and all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> however, what's, what's really sad is the way stuff gets leaked uh, to the press. Now, that, one of the ways that they talk, uh, that, that, that say the, the White House will talk to the DOJ is they will leak something to the press. The press will publish it, and then the, the DOJ is able to read that. And then, they, then they can just say, well, I just read it in the news reports. No, there wasn't any communication back and forth. I just read it in the news reports. I was just sitting there watching, you know, having my evening coffee, reading my newspaper, like as if they read the newspapers, and uh, saw it on the television. I just had the, you know, the news, the evening news was on, like, you know, like, you know, like everybody else in America, just, that's just, you know, heartland America, sitting there reading the newspaper, watching the evening news, right before the sitcoms come on. And I just happened to see, oh, I'm the president of the United States, but then I got, you know, all of a sudden these reporters were saying that, that, that this uh, F-35 F was, was missing. I didn't even know about it. I, you know, I was just, he's just going about his day, just in that, another day at the office. <clears throat> didn't know anything about it. It's pretty, that's, it's pretty pathetic, really, when you think about it. I, if, if that were the case, I wouldn't admit to it if I was president. I'd, well, yeah, I, I was fully briefed on the, on the event. I, you know. They use this kind of stuff to make it sound like they, they, they know nothing. When they're probably the ones in the in the middle of it, probably the ones who orchestrated it and, and signed off on it or came up with the idea. I mean, lying uh, to these people is like a is like a fish swimming through water. I, I don't. They just don't. They don't think about it. It's just, it just comes natural to them. Half, I think, half of their time probably is spent in war rooms trying to figure out how they're going to spin something. Damage control. Or how they're going to damage someone else. This, this idea that suddenly they are the virtuous ones. This, is, this goes back even to, into the 60s. This is when you know, the Democrats were the party of slavery. They were the party of Jim Crow. They were the party of segregation. They didn't want affirmative action. They didn't want all, they, they voted against all these, like the civil rights movement. They voted against all that stuff. But you would never know that. Now, after all that happened, then they flipped. They flipped. The party switched. All of a sudden, the Republicans became the, the racists and the, the racists became the, the virtuous ones. And how does that happen? It only flips because you're saying it flipped. It never flipped. You just say it did. <clears throat> you just want, now you want those people to be in your party. Otherwise, you would have been gone a long, long time ago. Now, all of a sudden, you're, the, you're for the little guy. You're for the worker. Kevin O'Leary, who is, uh, he's one of the guys on Shark Tank, the bald guy. The rest of them are balding. He's just the bald guy. Um, he, he recently came out and was talking about the auto industry and some of the things are going on with, right now with the UAW strike. And I, my understanding is that they're asking for a, a four-day work week, basically. Bonnie Sanders, he's, he's demanding they got a four-day work week. Um, 
more pay, 20 to 25 percent increase, pay increase. 20 to 25 percent. What's that going to do to the price of a car? Cars that are already way out there. And by the way, if you've, if you've gone to get a new car recently, I, it's, it's even gotten worse since the last time I did it. I, last time I bought a new car was back in 2003 or four or something like that. I think it was 2000. Well, it was 2003 because I have a 2003. I still own it. It's a Dodge Dakota. 2003 Dodge Dakota. Uh, actually, it's a 2004 Dodge Dakota. I bought it in 2003. I bought it before the, before the end of the year in 2003. I bought it brand new. I don't know. I, I paid cash for it, but I, I don't know how your experience has been. <clears throat> but the, the the way this is working is it's it's you feel like you're going to a bank because you know they, the dealerships now have their own financing. So you go in there and they really don't really care about, you know, you, you offer them cash for the car. What's the cash price on the car? Well, we, we usually just like to sell financing. They're, they're not selling cars. They're selling financing. Because a majority of people, I think, it was a statistic I heard. Uh, every car that you see, the, on, on average, if you count, you know, if you just look at the cars going through a stop, while, while you're sitting in a stoplight and you watch the car, counting cars going by in you know, the other lane. The average car out there that people are driving down the road has, I, I think it's even more now. This was, this was several years ago. The average monthly payment on those cars, it was, it was like $390. Now, I think, it's, I think it's over $400 now, well over $400. I think it's closer to $500. On every car, everybody's making a $500 a month payment. And whether that's you know, and you look at some of the cars they're going by, you know, you know they, they probably didn't finance those. Now, if it's more than 10 years old, I don't, it's, banks won't even, typically they won't even finance a car like that. You have to buy with a credit card or something like that if you're going to finance it. And sadly, what some people get, this is the trap some people get fall, fall, fall into, is they will go out and they will finance a car, many times a, a brand new car, and they get this, you know, six-year payments or whatever it is and or eight years or whatever it is, whatever they can do now. And about three years into it, the car, you know, they owe more on the car than it's worth. Typically. Uh, and something happens where they, you know, the car gets damaged or it breaks and falls apart. They can't, now they can't afford to, you know, the, the, the warranty runs out. Major, you know, catastrophic uh, failure of some component, transmission, whatever it is. Well, how are you going to pay for that? G Dave Ramsey recently had a a really good short that he put out on, on YouTube. It's something about being able to afford – maybe I can find it. Because he, he says it, of course, with his little southern draw, he says it better than anybody else. Um, let see if I can find it here. This is uh, – yeah, we'll just go here. Let's go to shorts. Let's see what I can find. And uh, what is that? It's a camping tent. What is that all about? Huh. Well, that's interesting. It's up off the ground. They're rolling up. Huh. Well, that's kind of neat. Anyway, um, I'm going to look here for uh, Dave Ramsey. 
Dave Ramsey. And uh, <clears throat> it's a short. Uh, heated debate. Uh, where's the where's the where's the shorts at? I don't see a I don't I, I don't see his shorts. I'm not looking. I'm not talking about his underwear. Um, let's go to his shorts here. Should I eat behind the house? Get married? Yeah, I don't see it here. It must have been an old one that he. Uh, Yeah, I don't see it. Dang it. Ah. The, uh, oh. I don't see. I don't know if I. I don't know if I. I think if I search this, it's not gonna. So just search. I don't think it's just gonna search his stuff. Anyway, what he was talking about was if you can't afford it. When most people say I can, I can afford that, or I, you know, that's that's I can afford that that vehicle. That means they can they can get the financing for it. And it's it his his point is, if you can afford it, that means you can go out and put cash on the barrel head, buy it, walk away without any. That, that means you can afford it. Now I would go a step further and say that doesn't mean necessarily that you can just because you can buy it doesn't mean you can afford it. <clears throat> Because you have to look at the operating expense of that vehicle. You have to look at the you know, future maintenance issues of that vehicle. Can't, do you have the income to, you know, just because you can pay for it, you buy it up front. Now are you going to be able to afford to drive it, afford to store it, take care of it, maintain it? You know, that's, that's, that's where you can, or can you really afford it? That's, that's where my, my question is. There's there's some deals out there. I, I, I'm a wheeler and dealer. I'll go out there and find something. And I usually, I typically, I'm sorry, but I typically lowball people. Sometimes more than 25% down from what they're asking. And I'm not trying to be, you know, not trying to waste their time. I'm not trying to I just, I ask them, hey, what's the least you'll take for it? I, before we even get it, before I even go look at it, are you willing to move on the price? I was looking at, a, at something recently. I remember what it was. I think it was. I can't remember if it was full doors for my Jeep or something. Something I can't remember what it was. And I asked them, you know, what are you willing to move on the price? I think they were asking like fourteen hundred dollars or whatever it was. I think it was fourteen hundred dollars for these doors, two, you know, two TJ Wrangler doors. And I asked them, you know, are, are you willing to, to, you know, what are you willing to take offers on the price? Are you willing to move, to move on the price? They came down a hundred dollars. Or fifty dollars came down fifty dollars. I think it was fourteen fifty. They were asking. They came down fourteen hundred. I didn't even respond. That's 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 not an offer. That, that's that's ridiculous. All right, it might have even been twenty fourteen twenty five twenty five dollars. Well, good luck, sir. I hope you hope you can sell it for those. I I, I bought a pair a, a set of doors, two doors. Everything in working order. Glass is all good. $350, both of them, 175 bucks a piece. Now, <clears throat> I, I wheel and deal. So I, I go out there and get these deals. All the stuff I've bought, I, I've purchased way less than what the market value is. But knowing full well that there was issues with it, with the vehicle, with, with whatever I'm getting, a vehicle, a boat, whatever it is, knowing that I can... Can, I, now I can put money into it, get some, you know, fix some things up. 
and I'm not going to be underwater with the thing. You know, you can, you can go out and buy a fairly new, new vehicle and spend a good chunk of change on something that looks good. And buyer, seller, whoever, nobody knows that something could break on that car and that vehicle, you know, a thousand miles down the road. And you have this false sense of security that you have this new vehicle. It's new to you. That, you know, it's, it's really dependable. Well, it, every, everything's dependable until it breaks. And unfortunately, that's, you know, that's what happens sometimes. Is, and people don't think about it. So they have this false sense of security. They're not saving up any money for repairs on the vehicle. Next thing you know, get a flat tire. Go to the tire store. They say, well, uh, you've got an all-wheel drive vehicle. And uh, the tires are worn down pretty good. If we put a brand new tire on here, it's going gonna, it's gonna to throw off your transmission and you can't do that. that this is a big scam, though, by the way, too. That's, it's not, not going to throw off transmission. But they, they always like, well, it's going to throw off your transmission if you – because, you know, you got more tread on this one and less tread on those. And it's going to – it's beyond the allowable limits on you know, your manufacturer recommendations. It, it's a 20-year-old car with, you know, with 300,000 miles on it. I don't care anymore. It's, it, it, if there's any, if anything, there's enough play in the transmission now. It's not going to matter. And if it, and if it goes out, so what? And it's 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 one of those things where they just you know they try to get you on that kind of stuff. And I, it's like I and I realize how they why they do this is because most of the general public is pretty ignorant to some of these things, and they're very gullible. And I'm just going to make a general statement. Statement: Most women are very gullible about mechanical things. They just weren't raised in that environment. They, they, they haven't been around it, even, even more so than men. There's some men now that have no idea. They go off to a, to a maintenance shop or do some, get something. They have no idea. What's, what's really aggravating <clears throat> is when you, when you go in to get some new tires. This happened actually several years ago. They have a disposal fee for your old tires. You get, when you get new tires, they have a disposal fee. They charge you for those. So charging it to dispose of those tires. Now, the tires can be perfectly fine. What they don't tell you is they're going to put those tires up on a rack. They're not going to dispose of them. If they're good tires, they're going to keep them. They're going to put those tires up on a rack. Somebody else is going to come in. They're going to buy those tires. Can I buy a used tire? Yeah, we got a set of used tires for you. Sell them to you at, you know, really good price. <laughs> So the last guy paid for a disposal fee. It's like, it's like six bucks per tire, whatever it is. This guy comes in and buys the tires for 40 bucks a piece or whatever. So they just made, you know, 46 bucks on those tires. Never were disposed of. Amazing. That's the way it works. That's the way stuff works like that. It's, it's, uh, Anyway, I don't. How did I get off on this subject? Uh, so, so the 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 interview is still a hot topic. It's a controversial issue that Trump went through. Uh, Trump was flat out blaming Nancy Pelosi. Just literally said January sixth was Nancy Pelosi's fault. This, you know, and, and obviously the 
the news media when she was asking the questions. But but no, but, but why didn't you call the you know why didn't you call the police? Why didn't you call you know in in the but you're the commander in chief. And she, she was making these comments while he was trying to say and this was Nancy Pelosi. The commander in chief is not the king. He can't just drop ten thousand troops out of the sky at a moment's notice. He authorized the troops ahead of time. Nancy Pelosi turned them down. And unfortunately, there's a written record of this. Now, Nancy Pelosi's denying this. It was never officially, it was never officially allowed. Well, gee, Nancy, why didn't, if it was never allowed, why didn't you request it? This was Nancy Pelosi's either incompetence or she did this on purpose. I guarantee you she did this on purpose. I guarantee you. Now, I have a suspicion, and I'm not going to say – Ray Epps now is, is being indicted apparently. The Ray Epps is the guy who was standing out there in the street the night before just because he just happened to want to go down and see what was happening at the Capitol. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, he's out there wearing army-like clothing, backpack, boots, a MAGA hat that looked like brand new. It looked like it hadn't ever been worn before. Standing out there saying, we need to go into the Capitol, into the Capitol. Well, he was on the FBI's most wanted list for a little while. And all of a sudden he fell off of it. He just dropped, not, not, just, not just wanted, it, 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 not just gone from most wanted to wanted. No, he, it was completely gone. It was not even on the wanted list anymore. The January 6th commission, by the way, was set up to basically create a narrative, have access to all kinds of evidence, and then they went and destroyed it. Now, Donald Trump, uh, let it slip. Apparently, the former head of the Capitol Police was interviewed by the January 6th Commission, and he implicated Nancy Pelosi and some other people. And apparently, that all of that evidence was destroyed. Now, I know that they have lost uh, several gigabytes, if not terabytes, of video data. Gone. And I believe that some of that was, in, was some of the uh, depositions that they had with, with some of these folks. So I, I'm pretty sure that, that apparently that was one of them. Now, Trump let that slip. He let that out, that that's what happened. And uh, in the interview, and I'm not, so, I'm not so sure that they, and of course they breeze right over it. Well, I want to focus on you. I'm going to focus on you and what you did that day. Why, did, why didn't you call in, for, call in for backup, call in for, you know. Well, he's, he's not there. He's not at the event. Then, I think it was part of this, the day after analysis of this interview, They start referring again to direct testimony. He, he contradicted direct testimony from someone on the January 6th commission. This lady, I can't remember her name, uh, Kristen, Kirsten, whatever her name was. Something to the, I just remember her as something to, something to the effect of, something to, something to the effect of. She just kept saying something to the effect of. 
something to, something to the effect. He said something to the effect of, in other words, she wouldn't directly quote anybody. She was giving generalization of what someone said. It was all hearsay. They didn't get any direct testimony of anyone who was in the presidential limo, they call it the beast. Trump got in the beast. Now, if, if you understand how this thing is made, there's all kinds of descriptions and diagrams of how this thing, what it, what it looks like and kind of the general, what, how it's designed. It's basically an SUV. It's made to look like a car, but it's actually, it's like a big suburban. And they're claiming that Trump, you know, was in the, in the vehicle, he was in the car. They make it sound like it's just, a, you know, your average everyday station wagon. And Trump reached up and grabbed the wheel. She's saying, well, he reached up and grabbed the wheel and said, I'm the effing president and we're going to the White House. We're going to the Capitol building. And they said, no, sir, no, no, you know, like, like as if they didn't, like they, they were, they were completely professional and completely, you know, up above board. No, no, sir, we can't do that. We don't have the assets. Can't get you there. Then he grabbed this Secret Service agent <laughs> by the clavicle around his neck, basically, tried to force him to go. This is the, this is the kind of people they – and they believe this because they think this is the kind of guy he is. Well, that, that just sounds like Trump. He's just throwing a tizzy fit. Now, if you understand anything about how the president sits in this vehicle and how far away it is to get up to the front seat where the driver is, or where the steering wheel is. There, there's no way you can reach. No, there's no way. You can't, no, nobody can reach the steering wheel from inside the, the vehicle from where, where Trump sits. There's just, there's no way. It is, but, but yet this is, now this, the problem with this is, well, this is direct testimony, sworn testimony from someone from in the January 6th commission. Sworn testimony of someone who wasn't there. That just heard this from someone. It's all hearsay. The sworn testimony is hearsay. And but the way they talk about it, you would think that this lady was there when she was telling the story. She was not there. She was hearing this secondhand. And by the way, this is a lady who worked for the Trump administration and, and was tweeting about how bogus the January 6th commission was. And all of a sudden, she flips. And becomes the star witness of the January 6th commission. A little bit suspicious, in my opinion. Be interesting to check on bank records and what the FBI might have on this lady. Because, you know, like, like, a, like I've contested for a long time. They love to collect information on people and just use it when they need to. That's what they tried to do with Trump with this dossier. When James Comey met with him in the, in the, in the Oval Office of all places. It, they shake people down like this all the time. Remember Chuck Schumer. They have six ways from Sunday to come after you. The intelligence organization. Yeah, well, there you go. 
So this, they're treating this as if it was, you know, this lady as if she was the right there telling the story that she had all the information and he's directly, you know, contesting what happened. All you have to do is have some common sense here. Let's go look at the be- let's let's first of all let's ask somebody who was actually there at the event when when this took place when Trump supposedly his arm like Mr. Gadget Inspector Gadget all of a sudden his arm got you know twenty feet long and he was able to reach the steering wheel and then powerfully overtake a Secret Service agent. I, it's to me this this just reeks of just. Absolute deception and corruption and everything else that's going on. Ray Epps, for example, all of a sudden he's he's exonerated, and of all people, Jamie Raskin comes out. Why are you picking on him? Why are you picking on him? You guys don't have very many voters left. Why are you picking on him? You shouldn't pick on. Him. He's on your side. He's just some poor schmuck who was out there on the street that night. Really, all of a sudden, this guy is just a poor schmuck. And everybody else who's wearing a MAGA hat is a white supremacist, racist, threat to our democracy. But Ray Epps, he's just a poor schmuck who was out there saying, we need to go into the Capitol. And he's there that day and he's whispering in somebody's ear right, you know, seconds before they tear into the But, you know, he's just a poor schmuck who happened to be there. Who claims he doesn't, hasn't worked for any federal, he is not, was not employed by any federal organization. Now, that doesn't mean he wasn't working for Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Doesn't mean he was getting, wasn't getting payola from somebody. Now, he was also a former member of the Oath Keepers. Very heavily involved. Again, probably an infiltrator. Probably an inside informant. You see, they can have uh, plausible deniability. They can have all kinds of this uh, ability to say that they don't. They aren't employed by an organization by, by, say, by the FBI. They, they can be very covert about this because they have all kinds of back channels for funding things. No, I'm not employed by the FBI or the CIA, the NSA or OSI. No, I'm not, I'm not employed by any of those organizations. Well, they're not employed. They don't have a W-2. Not even a 1099. But they are working with them. Absolutely. See, they're very careful about how they answer their questions like that. So Ray Epps is being, I think he's being uh, arraigned today on some kind of charges of uh, mischievous, uh, what is it called? It's a ridiculous charge. It's, It's phony, phony charges. Everybody else now has been charged. And there's only 20 people out of the 1,100, I think, that have, have received charges from that, that event on that day who have been basically, it's like uh, misdemeanors. 
only one other one has had the almost the same identical treatment as as Ray Epps. Now, so there's this other guy now that they're, because they're they're pin, pinning this stuff together. There's apparently another guy that probably was also an informant, uh, probably doing the same thing. Ray Epps was. Ray Epps just happened to be a little bit more had a little more exposure and was caught on video doing things. This other guy apparently wasn't. Now, there's probably about 20, and there probably was about 20 of them out there, according to some other records, which means that's why they, these 20 got kind of token sentences. So Ray Epps has to appear before the judge today via Zoom call to receive his sentencing. I guarantee it'll be it'll be probation. We won't even know what it is. It's it's, it's going to be everything's going to be sealed up. You're not going to be able to see it. You're not going to be able to watch it. It's not going to be on the news. Uh, they'll have a maybe a little news snippet report. Uh, yes, Ray Epps today received you know such and such charges, but whatever. They, they won't talk about it. Very 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 extremely suspicious. I mean, when you can consider that he was there that day, he was there yelling the night before that we need to go into the Capitol. I mean, he was telling people that day, we're going to march to the Capitol now. We're going to march to the Capitol. We're going to go into you know going to. And trying to draw people, he's a, he's called call him. It's called a magnet. Call it a uh, what do they call it? A, a suspicious person's magnet. Whatever. What do they call it? They have, they have, there's, there's a name for it where they they go out and do this kind of thing. And they try to draw in the people who are like minded so they can get them all together. Uh, and then they that that way they can pin it on somebody. But they you know of course then he walks away scot free. That's what he was doing. It was very obvious. He's a Fed. Working for them, working with them, whatever he was doing, and so it's one of those things where it, you, it, and you know, there's more than one of them. You know, he's just the prime example of this guy, this, this type of thing. So this is what we're up against, folks. And, I, and it's you know, the fascism. It's interesting to me that Gavin Newsom comes out in his interview calling Ron DeSantis a fascist <laughs> after his crackdown. In California, which is still going on, by the way, and then all the things that they're doing to, to in California with, you know, by 2035, every vehicle has to be zero emissions. In other words, you have to have all the vehicles in California will have to be electric. And I, my, my guess is even if you drive into California with a gas-powered vehicle, they will probably meet you at the border and make you pay some kind of tax there. Or, or you know, gas taxes are going to go ridiculously high to pay for the infrastructure that they're going to need to make these electric vehicles possible. Um, typically, this does not work. And they basically have to have 12 years, less than 12 or 11 years to make this happen. And it's just not, not going to happen. So we'll see how this all pans out for them. It's, it's been there's, – there's just so much turmoil. It's nothing like huge, big turmoil stuff. It's all like a lot of, a lot of scrambled egg type stuff that's happening right now. But we will keep our finger on the pulse of all this stuff. Now, tomorrow morning – I may or may not be able to have a show. And if I do have a show, it's going to be very short. The problem I'm going to have is posting it. I, I could probably record the show, but getting it posted might be a little bit of a problem. So I'm going to try to do this uh, show tomorrow morning. It's going to be very early in the morning if I'm able to do it at all. Because I have, to, I have to come back from Dallas tomorrow. And I think my flight is at like 8 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to do the best I can to get you, get, uh, get you, get you, get you a show tomorrow. But Friday morning, uh, very possible. Possible Friday, Friday morning I'll have a show. Uh, actually, pretty possible. Uh, probably pretty, yeah. It's probably going to happen. So we're going to work on that. God bless everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Take care. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.